What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle. In this video, we're live streaming a, a, a live best ball draft on drafters.com. I'm going to share my screen here so you guys can see what I'm looking at. Uh, this is a big contest here that they just uh, launched actually today. Uh, let me actually go pull that up for you and show you the details. The draft starting in a little over a minute. Uh, and then this, this is called their, uh, the Drafters Mini NFL Best Ball Championship. It's a $2.22 entry, 50 k total prizes. Uh, you can see the total entries there. If I click into it, let me show you what we're working with here. Um, so 30-second timers. There is slow drafts if you want to play on slow drafts here. But it's a 12-team league. There's 20 rounds. Schedule is weeks 1 through 17, no playoffs. So it's just continuous, you know, 17 weeks, best score wins. Uh, and then you see the roster here, one QB, two running backs, three wideouts, one tight end, and one flex. And uh, it looks like 10K to first. So we'll uh, we'll do this. I, I think I got spot, uh, I have pick number nine. So we'll see what happens here. I've done a couple of these already. I have uh, I've done a couple fast ones and a couple slow ones I've started already. So we're going to get into this. It's going to start in about 15 seconds and uh, we'll just hang out. Like the, like the video, subscribe if you are new, help the Fantasy Fellowship grow. And uh, let's just hang back. I will be... I'll be referencing my projections. I do have a 2022 draft kit available here. Just click into it. And you're going to get access to uh, my, my huge Google sheet that I got for uh, all the projections that you need. Uh, you can download the Excel document, PDF, all that good stuff. There's rankings, cheat sheets, uh, more advanced data, and things like that. So check out the 2022 draft kit. We're going to be accessing this uh, throughout the show today. So uh, let's get this rolling here. It looks like Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup off the bat to start here. Uh, I'm just going to kind of minimize this so we can see more players available. And as we go through this, we will just, uh, I don't know, we'll let the board fall to us and see what happens. It's Again, it's not Superflex. I just did an underdog Superflex live stream yesterday. Uh, and again, as I record this, it's Monday, June 27th. So happy Monday to everybody. Uh, and we'll see. I'm excited. The nine spot. I've been getting a lot of the top five spots lately. So this will be, I'm glad it's something different for me here. Christian McCaffrey, number three overall, Justin Jefferson, number four. As far as who I'd be eyeing up at the ninth spot, a lot of times Dalvin Cook falls to me, and I like that. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to Najee Harris, but so far Dalvin Cook's been one of my favorites. And you see, if I hit filter by ADP, you can see Dalvin Cook's got an ADP about 9.3, Travis Kelsey, 9.7. Um, so we're moving and grooving here. You see the first three running backs, Austin Eckler, CMC, Jonathan Taylor, first three wide receivers, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Cooper Cup. That's kind of the status quo around here. And then uh, Derrick Henry has been starting to slide. A lot of people don't like that. Uh, if you're new to drafters, they are full PPR. Underdog is half PPR. So I, I'm a more of a full PPR person. So that's my preference. That's why I use a lot of drafters. And if you haven't used drafters.com, uh, use the description uh, code below you can get uh, I think it's a free ten dollars when you sign up so I'm going to take Davin Cook here there's a lot of guys that I still like on the board here but they're all kind of more round two so Davin Cook's like the last true RB1 for me so we'll go ahead and lock in Davin Cook and uh, I'm just excited about this Denver or this uh, Minnesota Vikings offense I think a lot of people uh, should be expecting a little bit of improvement they're going to have that LA Rams style approach to it you know that They've operated with having a stud running back, a stud receiver, uh, and, and having a successful successful Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff lineup. So we'll see uh, what the Dalvin Cook and the Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, Irv Smith can do. So we'll try and pound some Vikings. 
throughout the show. Uh, but after I take Dalvin Cook, you see Devontae Adams. I personally, I don't have a first round grade on Devontae Adams. I'd be taking Stephon Diggs over him. Uh, Travis Kelsey belongs in the first round this year. And then it gets kind of dicey. Like there, there's a lot of a lot of value in the second round, and it kind of stretches into the third. I think the second and the third round are the sweet spots this year, where you can get uh, second round grades on players in the third round. So we'll see what happens at the turn here. Um, I'm not going to be drafting a quarterback early unless something falls, but I, I traditionally, I don't like to be the first guy to take the quarterback, you know, whether it's the top two, top three, but sometimes Herbert falls and that's been the guy that I've been taking the most, uh, from early quarterbacks. But you see Joe Mixon finishes round one for us and we're moving into the second round. So my ideal candidate here, I really like Mike Evans. If we can look at my projections here, I'll show you guys my PPR Running backs here, I do have, you know, Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift. These guys are all RB1s for me, top 10 running backs. But I think the value here might be the wide receivers. And, I, I mean, I got Mike Evans as wide receiver seven. Uh, I think that should be my pick here. We missed on Swift. I missed on Mike Evans. Wow, Mike Evans at 13. That is a bit surprising. And then Kelsey there. So uh, as far as the top of the board, C.D. Lamb is my top-rated receiver. I do like Aaron Jones a lot here, too. We are picking 16th overall, so I think for me uh, to get C.D. Lamb at this point uh, is a gift. A lot of times he sneaks himself into the first round, and he's a guy that uh, we're expecting more out of C.D. Lamb. Year three, no Amari Cooper. He's probably gonna we're probably gonna see C.D. Lamb uh, set you know some career highs across the board, whether it's receptions, targets, yards, and touchdowns. I just I have a good feeling about C.D. Lamb this year being the target hog. Uh, 111 is rookie year, 120 his second season, 74 and 79 receptions. I'm going to, I'm going to lock in 80 plus receptions this year. And then I think he's going to blow this uh, yardage out of the, out of the water here, hopefully over 1200, maybe flirt with 1300. And then the bar is low as far as touchdowns go. He's only had a career high of six touchdowns at six receiving in 2021. And then he did have a combined six as a rookie. So uh, I'm expecting big things out of CeeDee Lamb. I actually have him as my wide receiver five in PPR. That's going for 96 receptions, uh, 1,255 yards, and nine total touchdowns. So I'm super happy, uh, super grateful to get CeeDee Lamb there as one, two, three, four, five, six. CeeDee Lamb as the seventh receiver off the board. I'm feeling pretty good about that. I am a slightly... I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about the Cowboys offense as a whole, but I think CeeDee Lamb's the one guy that you can bank on in that offense. So we start with Dalvin Cook at the nine spot, come back, pick overall 16. We get CeeDee Lamb. So I'm feeling pretty good about that value. You see Leonard Fournette go right after we take CeeDee Lamb. I've thought about, I mean, the running backs that I liked there were Leonard Fournette and Aaron Jones. Uh, but I think, again, just collecting, I was, I probably would have taken Mike Evans there, to be honest, if, if he was there. I, I think with the Gronk retirement and the Chris Godwin news lately, that's just been screaming Mike Evans to me in the second round is one of the safest picks. Leonard Fournette's right up there, too, because there's there was a report that came out today. Let me actually pull that up. If you guys didn't see it, uh, you should definitely follow me on Twitter. I tweet uh, things uh, every now and then, but it was Michael Florio that did this, and uh, he was talking with a beat reporter. Let me see if I can find this because this was <clears throat> this was pretty important. So uh, he was talking with beat reporter for the Buccaneers, Leo Haggerty. Uh, he does not believe we have seen the last of Rob Gronkowski, so that's interesting. 
He also expects the Bucks to run the ball more this year than they have in the recent past years. Uh, he cites Todd Bowles prefers to run more than B.A. And then uh, Leo believes the Bucks will take their time with Chris Godwin. They want to make sure he's comfortable, not just as a receiver, but as a blocker as well. Leo says they do not need Godwin until later in the season. He mentions November, maybe even December until we see him. So uh, arrow up for Mike Evans, arrow up for Leonard Fournette, arrow up for Russell Gage. Those are the three Buccaneers you want to be snagging at this point of the draft. So again, after I take Lamb, you see Fournette, Tyree Kill, the Joe Burrow stack. I don't. I, this one's fun. I guess you got to do it. He takes Joe Burrow in the second round. That's free money. Hopefully, I mean Joe Burrow should have been a sixth or seventh round pick in a, in a real, it just in an average ADP point. So Joe Burrow going off as the the second round here, pick number. It looks like pick nineteen. You got Mark Andrews here. Good value on Mark Andrews. I can't. You could take Mark Andrews anywhere in the second round, and no one's going to blink an eye. He's that good. Uh, Aaron Jones, pick number 21. That's really good value. We did see, I think I shouted it out earlier. He had an ADP of about 17, so that's great value there. He gets Jeff, Justin Jefferson paired with Aaron Jones. Debo Samuel, pick 22. Saquon Barkley. People are kind of coming back around to Saquon Barkley being good. There was this picture that surfaced today of Saquon uh, just looking like a beast. Let me see if I can find that for you real quick. Um, I mean, just, of course, just working out, but uh, the photo of Saquon Barkley today was popping around the internet. So there we go. Saquon Barkley looks good to go. Best shape of his life season, uh, yada, yada. But after Barkley, you see Cam Akers. So a little bit of a reaching going on. Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, and Alvin Kamara, who... Alvin Kamara is off my board, guys. We don't know what's going on with that suspension. I get it. If you want Alvin Kamara to be, you know, at the end of your bench for the last part of the season, I get it. But to take him in round three over some of the guys that we're looking at here, whether it's Nick Chubb, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, I think he's a mistake. Um, so Kamara goes round three, pick one. A.J. Brown, a little bit high for me there. Javante Williams, I'm, I'm fine there. Round three, great on him. Pittman. Chubb, Higgins, Kyle Pitts. And then we're going to be up to pick here in a little bit. I do have a, a soft spot for my guy, Mike Williams. John, uh, James Conner is interesting. I just don't know if I trust him to play for a full season. I do like the running back value in the 7th through 10th rounds and, and even beyond that. So we'll pummel some running backs later. We know Devin Cook's going to be locked in there for us the full season. I think at this point, I have to lock in one of my other top 10 wide receivers, and I'll show you. Let's take a look here. Mike Williams is my wide receiver 10. I do have Keenan Allen, wide receiver 12. So to be fair, I do still have Keenan Allen having more receptions. Uh, but as far as uh, Mike Williams is my wide receiver 8, my bad. So he's got. I have him at 83 catches, 141 targets, 1,225 yards, and 10 touchdowns, which I think is pretty close to what he did last year, if not a little bit better. And keep in mind, uh, I know Mike Williams was boom bust last year, but he did have a, I think it was a back issue uh, in the middle of the season that kind of lowered some of his numbers and productivity. But Mike Williams in best ball league signed me up. Uh, one of the best receivers just got paid. You look at how he finished the season too. 26.9, 15.3, 7.9, 12.1, 16. So that's a really good five-game sample to end the season. And I think maybe we'll see a little bit more. I think we're going to see Mike Williams become a little bit more consistent this season. So we're up to pick again. You got uh, Josh Allen, James Conner, Jalen Waddle, Justin Herbert. A little bit early for quarterbacks for me. There's ETN, Marquise Brown. And again, keep in mind, this is full PPR. I think I got to get my guy here. This is round uh, four, pick number 40. I've been trying to snag Cortland Sutton anytime I can in the fourth round. He's going to be the number one target for Russell Wilson. And you see here, I've got Cortland Sutton as my wide receiver nine. 
I mean, I still like Jerry Judy. I, I, I'm a little bit lower on Judy. I have him as my wide receiver 36. So I think it's not close to me. It's Sutton is the lead guy. Uh, all the reports out of Denver so far that Sutton is uh, the preferred and got the best uh, chemistry with Russell Wilson so far. So I'm all in on Cortland Sutton round four. And look at our receivers. I don't give a damn about the buys, two guys in you know the round nine buy, but we got CeeDee Lamb, Mike Williams, and Cortland Sutton. Those are my wide receivers uh, five, eight, and nine. So we got three top ten wide receivers paired with Dalvin Cook, who I do have as my uh, running back four. So I'm feeling really good about this uh, mini best ball championship draft so far so after i take Cortland sutton you have dj moore deontay johnson darren waller i'm coming around some of my favorite fourth round guys include uh Cortland sutton darren waller uh sometimes i've been i've been open to taking Brees hall because he's starting to cool down and you, you see his adp is 44.1 it's starting to slide to the back end of the fourth round which becomes appealing there's just a lot of data on early uh basically the first running back taken in the real nfl draft and I guess technically the first rookie running back taken in fantasy, he's been a top, you know, 15, top 20 running back the last like 10 or 12 seasons. So there's some data to that and it makes sense there. So I'm coming along to that. Dave Montgomery, Ezekiel Elliott, those guys are just kind of more value picks. They're, they're you know, it's more swing for a single than swing for the fences. Uh, but overall, I'm liking this draft. Again, Joe Burrow, that's the odd duck here that sticks out. And then Josh Allen in the third, Justin Herbert in the fourth. We'll, uh, we'll hopefully try and snag one of our quarterbacks here whether it's uh, Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson, and we'll, we'll try and play that value game and see where we can get them. Probably in the seventh round, we might be able to snag uh, Dak or our guy, uh, Russell Wilson. So we're moving and grooving here. You see Gabriel Davis. That's one of my favorite picks in the fifth round, if you can get him there. Uh, sometimes he goes again here. He's starting to creep up into the fourth round. You have DK Metcalf, Rashad Bateman, Allen Robinson. Just look at the board from round three to where we are now. Tons of gold, tons and tons of wide receivers. So um, a lot of people are zigging here from running backs. Uh, you see only three tight ends. How many How many RBs? One, two, three, four, five, six. Only seven running backs taken so far in two and a half rounds here from rounds three to mid-round five. And Patrick Mahomes, man, that's good value on Patrick Mahomes. I think getting him in the fifth round is fine. I don't love taking Mahomes as the, the first or second quarterback off the board this year. I do have him as my QB three. So like when... It's just tricky when you're taking quarterbacks, like for Josh Allen to pay off his ADP, he has to be the number one quarterback. So that's, a, you know, that's a slim odd. Uh, we'll come back to that thought in a second here. Uh, as I'm looking to pick here, Davin Cook, CeeDee Lamb, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton. There's a lot of guys that I like here. Still don't know if I want to pull the trigger on quarterback. As far as running backs go, I think I can wait there. Maybe I grab one more. I mean, Dalton Schultz is interesting. We can just go for a massive Dallas Cowboys stack. Uh, but he's, his ADP is a little bit later. I think I got to take Darnell Mooney here. Darnell Mooney as my wide receiver four. And again, with this roster construction, you start three wide receivers. So we're able to get uh, Lamb, Mike Williams, Sutton, and Darnell Mooney. Three of those guys are going to score for our wide receiver spots every week. And then right now we just plugged Darnell Mooney into the flex. So I like what we got going on there. And if I show you where, where do I have Mooney? I got Darnell Mooney as my wide receiver 18. So uh, I think that's pretty dang good value for where we got him. I'm not sure what receiver he was drafted as. Let me count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. We got Darnell Mooney as wide receiver 28, and I got him as a top 20 wide receiver. So I'm feeling really good about that value. We have the sick four wide receiver start so far paired with Dalvin Cook, and uh, we'll kind of keep going back and forth with things here. 
just checking the chat room to see if anything's going on in there. Uh, but after I take Darnell Mooney, you see Amon Ross St. Brown, Lamar Jackson, Juju Smith-Schuster. There's Dalton Schultz. That would have been nice to snag there and, and kind of couldn't. I mean, I think Cowboys offense is going to funnel through Dak, Lamb, and Schultz. That's going to be a heavy part of that draft. Uh, but as I'm looking at some of these other uh, options here, I mean, guys like J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, there's a lot of fun players here still on the board, whether it even Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. I think this might be the spot to look at some of these guys. I I, didn't, I really like A.J. Dillon. I'm not going to be able to get A.J. Dillon here if I don't do it. But, uh, in fact, you know, why don't I just take A.J. Dillon? I actually prefer him over some of those other running backs. I think he's a little bit safer. I didn't get a Packer. I I'm all in on the Packers having better success with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And, again, like it sounds like Aaron Jones does have the potential to lead the team in receptions. I don't know about yards, but he does have the potential to lead the team in receptions, just get a ton of targets. And uh, there's even a moment this offseason where A.J. Dillon at his locker room was asked, Hey, what's the, what's happening? You know, are you and Aaron Jones going to be on the field together a little bit more this year? And he kind of just smiled and he didn't want to say anything, but there is a good chance that AJ Dillon finishes the season as a top 20 back. So I like snaking him here. And uh, again, this is all kind of setting up. I thought about taking Murray. I thought about taking Jalen hurts at this spot here, which would have made sense, but I think eyeing up Dak Prescott or uh, Russell Wilson at 81 and 88, that's going to be the move. So that's why I don't mind reaching on AJ Dillon. And to be fair, his ADP was 68, so there was no chance of him coming back. But uh, we'll lock in A.J. Dillon here. And you look at his numbers. Now, keep in mind, this is with Devontae Adams on the field last year, uh, a, a run-heavy approach coming into the 2022 season compared to last year. You look at his games. In the postseason, 8.5 games. He did, he did rush for a touchdown, 7.7 uh, .7 against Detroit. He didn't play a full game in that one. Week 17 against Minnesota, though, 14 carries, 63 yards, two rushing touchdowns. And then I just like that he's involved in the passing game. Uh, Cleveland, 8.6, 10.5 against Baltimore. I think that's you're going to probably see these 8 to 10 point floors out of A.J. Dillon. You look at some of these games where he had 14 rushing attempts, a low of seven rushing attempts, but he's going to you know tack on maybe two, three receptions per game here. So I think as far as A.J. Dillon's floor, this is looking really, really good. He averaged 10.92 fantasy points per game last year. And in terms of uh, fantasy PPR numbers, where do I have A.J. Dillon? Uh, I have A.J. Dillon as my RB21. I do have some running backs ranked higher than him, but I just wanted to make sure, again, I, I love the Packers situation, whether it's uh, guys like Josh Jacobs, it's hard to trust. Uh, Damien Williams or Damien Harris, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, we'll look at some of those guys later. But uh, for me, I'm not afraid to reach on A.J. Dillon. I just I feel really good about that Packers running game. Fantastic offensive line as well. So after we take A.J. Dillon to be our RB2, you have Kyler Murray, Michael Thomas, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Drake London. There's Josh Jacobs. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous on, on J.K. Dobbins. We still don't really have a good report about him being ready for camp or anything. And uh, you still have Gus Edwards there. You, I mean, they added Mike Davis, too. And then they go and draft uh, the running back, Tyler Beatty. So there's a lot of moving pieces there at running back. I don't know if I trust J.K. Dobbins there. Uh, Drake London, great pick. And then Josh Jacobs. I, I'm a big Josh Jacobs guy, but... Josh McDaniels, do we trust him? You know, he brought in Brandon Bolden. They they still have uh, Kenyon Drake coming back. Just a potential uh, for uh, the, the Patriots regime to kind of leak into there and kind of be a running back by committee worries me, uh, whereas I feel really good about A.J. Dillon being the number two slash, you know, 1B. Uh, there's Adam Thielen. 
Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance both go at the end of the sixth round. So the Trey Lance hype is going to be through the roof soon. Once he gets confirmed starter, Jimmy Garoppolo gets cut or traded or whatever happens. There's Brandon Ayuk and there's Russell Gage. So we talked about Russell Gage at the top of the show when we were looking at Chris Godwin. Russell Gage is a guy here who's going to be, uh, for me, he's wide receiver 25. He's going to get pummeled with targets. They're Tom Brady targets, which are high quality. So we love that. And uh, I just think people are slowly starting to come around to Russell Gage being a, a fringe wide receiver, too, for the season. So we're almost up to pick here. We got the guys that I like to take at running back, whether it's Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Tony Pollard. Uh, and then we'll gamble and say what we'll take. Uh, ideally, we have to take Clyde Edwards, Alaire or Tony Pollard here. We'll come back and get Russ Wilson and Dak Prescott on the turn here. So I'm just kind of looking. These guys all have their quarterback already. Uh, they all look to have uh, this one's only got one running back. So we, we're forced into taking a running back here in terms of ADP, uh, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Tony Pollard um, to be our number three. I do have Clyde Edwards, Alaire ranked higher. Uh, they did sign Jarek McKinnon uh, this recently. Uh, so that does worry me, but I think getting Clyde Edwards, Alaire as my RB three makes a lot of sense. And a lot of people are sleeping on Clyde Edwards, Alaire. You look at it, what he did again, he didn't finish the season very strong here, but I do like uh, some of the numbers that he did put up. If I hit the game logs here for the most part, he was hitting double digits. He only, I guess, out of how many games, one, two, three, four, five. So we only missed five games of double digits and he ended up playing. It looks like 11 games, maybe 12 in 12 games. He, he only missed uh, a handful of times. So I do like Clyde Edwards, a there. I'm going to be pressed to take Tony Pollard here too. If, if uh, if he comes around, but taking Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, those guys extremely, extremely interesting. Uh, there's Damien Harris off the board, but I have a really strong grade on Tony Pollard who just went and it looks like we're going to get our pick here, Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott. So uh, for me, getting Russell Wilson, again, that's a healthier offense. You have a lot going on there. Uh, you're going to be involved in some of those AFC West shootouts. And I think I have Russell Wilson as a top five QB. So for me, this one's simple. I like that his ADP is at 80.6. So we're getting an eight round or eight pick value on Russ Wilson. And if we just double check here, Russell Wilson's my QB five. So uh, I'm feeling really good about that. So we completed the Russ Wilson, Cortland Sutton stack. We'll see if we can find another backup quarterback. But now that we that this is kind of the end of the tier here, I think round eight, getting Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson, it kind of just falls off after that. If I just show you guys the quarterbacks here, you got Prescott there, you got Stafford. I do like Derek Carr. He's one of the guys that interests me. But after Prescott, these guys do not run the ball. Stafford, Carr, Rodgers gets rushing touchdowns. Cousins, those four guys, a lot of people like them for what they can do as a passer, but um, they don't have top five QB upside this year, I believe, just because none of them run the ball. And uh, especially with, with with Stafford getting, you know, injections into his throwing elbow already, I don't like that. Uh, so for me, if you can wait until the seventh, eighth round, sometimes, you know, Hurts, Lance, those guys trickle into there. There's Tom Brady. Uh, Brady, definitely one of those guys that doesn't run the ball. So for me, my favorite are, are quarterback targets have been Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. And it's almost like clockwork. One of those guys will fall. I think what you got to do is you have to monitor your situation at the back end of the seventh. And again, because I knew these guys already had Josh Allen, Lamar, Herbert, I knew they weren't taking a quarterback here. So it, it made sense for me to take my RB here and wait for Wilson or Prescott on the turn. So it looks like we navigated those waters well. After I take Russell Wilson, you see Cordero Patterson, who I think is going to be more used as a wide receiver. There's reports of that. There's DeAndre Hopkins, who's going to miss, uh, I think, it is it six or eight games? Six game suspension. So uh, if you're patient, 
DeAndre Hopkins is, is pretty fair in the eighth round. There's Devin Singletary, Tyler Lockett, Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, Dallas Goddard. I'm kind of out on Dallas Goddard. I think especially at this ADP, there's, you know, there's other running backs and receivers and quarterbacks that I like in this eighth round. So uh, for me, there's not much difference there. Dawson Knox going at 87th overall is pretty crazy. Um, usually he goes around 100th overall, so he's going a full round higher than normal. Uh, and then as far as other tight ends, I mean, I still like, I mean, Zach Ertz is at this point, give me Zach Ertz at 105 if I can get it. After that, there's going to be a drop off. So Zach Ertz kind of is the last top tight end for me. It looks like these guys have tight ends. Maybe this quasi number nine here, maybe he takes Zach Ertz from me. He does have Kyler Murray, so look for him to complete that stack. Uh, but look at this ninth round. Interesting. Chase Edmonds, Kenneth Walker, Alan Lazard, Bob Woods, Garrett Wilson, James Cook. There's a lot of interesting names coming off the board. I'm all about Ramondre Stevenson. If I can get Stevenson in this range, I think that's a really good value. Um, Going to be the kind of the 1B there in New England. So I got good vibes for Ramondre Stevenson. And then we're looking pretty good at our running back spots. we got Dalvin Cook, A.J. Dillon, Clyde Edwards, and hopefully Ramondre Stevenson. But if Zach Ertz is here, I think that's the move. Because, man, Zach Ertz's numbers at the end of last year were impressive. You look at these numbers, 5.1 in the postseason, but 15, 11, 13, 13, just some massive numbers from Zach Ertz. And he just had a ton of, like, some of the targets that he was getting were, were well in the double digits from Kyler Murray. So I think this guy messed up. He probably should have stacked Murray with Zach Ertz. And he's got an ADP of about 103. So if we're going to get him here at 105, this is going to lock down our starting tight end most weeks. And uh, we'll take a peek at his game logs here after I get that pick in. Uh, but let's take a peek here. Game logs. Um, so I can't remember when he got traded. That might have been the Seattle game here or kind of in this range. I, I guess maybe week seven. That's when he got moved here. So when he got there, he was a, he was kind of a beast from the get go. And you see the again, the touchdown there, the two touchdown game. He didn't catch a lot of touchdowns from Kyler Murray here, but I'm liking the consistency in the double digits there. So pretty good numbers from Zach Ertz. It looks like 74 receptions, 763 yards, and five touchdowns on the year. So I'm feeling really good about that. Zach Ertz as our tight end one. And now we kind of got, we got the base. We have a three running back group of Cook, Dylan, and Clyde Edwards. Our receivers are set. CeeDee Lamb, Mike Williams, Portland Sutton, and Darnell Mooney. I feel really good about that. We just, again, we need three of those guys to score for us. Uh, and then the other one can be the flex. Uh, but we have good competition, man. Like this is this is shaping up to be pretty good. Uh, after I took Ertz, you got Claypool, Boyd, Rogers, and uh, looking at the next, I mean, Carr is probably the guy that's got to go next. I don't know if anyone need. I guess this guy right here needs a quarterback yet. So look for Derek Carr to go here. Um, but I just want to kind of zoom. No, we'll, we'll hit the plus button so I can see more of what's going on here. Uh, it looks like everyone's kind of got a tight end for the most part here, too. So we'll come back. To, we'll circle back on tight end. There's a lot of sleepers that I like. You see, ooh, he got the auto pick of Rodgers and Cousins. So he's got Herbert, Rodgers, and Cousins. Uh, that's uh, just, you know, dumping your, your, your entry fee away here. But uh, as this shapes up for me, I want Ramondre Stevenson on my team. So he has that big boom appeal. If anything happens to Damian Harris, like we, we have – our guy here, did he just get taken? Dang it, Ramondre Stevenson just got taken. I have him as a top 36 back. Again, uh, no James White to start the year. He's probably on the pup list. And there's also rumor that he could be just a, a camp cut, um, which would allow Harris and Stevenson to be the top two backs. And all the rumors of Stevenson, you know, getting more work as a passer and then working on his receiving skills. I'm super interested in what Ramondre Stevenson can do. So I like that a lot. There's Melvin Gordon. As I'm up to pick here, 
Uh, I'm looking around. I don't love a lot of the value here. Um, <clears throat> wide receivers are kind of flat right now. Olave, Galladay, Moore. Uh, it's probably a running back here, whether it's Rashad Penny or Alexander Madison. I think that's the move. Derek Carr at this point, though, that could be really nice, and then we can just be done with quarterbacks. So I think I'm going to lock in Derek Carr. We got the two AFC West quarterbacks, and then I'm done at quarterback, so I can just forget about it. I think a lot of people are going to be excited about Carr being a potential top 10, top 12 quarterback. And just look at his numbers from last year. So last season, um, <clears throat> 23 total touchdowns, 14 interceptions. That's fine. But he goes for a career high, uh, 4,804 yards. And uh, for the most part here, he was pretty consistent. Uh, but I like only a couple, only a handful of games in the, in the you know, below double digits. Kind of fell off towards, you know, the end of last year. But, again, you know, a lot of that was Darren Waller missing thrusting Hunter uh, Renfro into a huge light. But look at how he started the year, 24, 24, 21, 14, 7, 21, 19. So it all kind of went off the wheels after that. But he was the, like the passing yardage leader to start like the first seven, eight games. So I'm going to expect more passing uh, out of that offense. And basically we just locked, we're done with quarterback now. So at this point, uh, we can continue to hammer the flexes. I'm feeling pretty good about this team. And uh, I think at that point, let me just go, can I highlight, uh, I wish I could highlight all flex players, but there's a handful of tight ends I like yet. Again, we're locked down with Zach Ertz, but getting a guy like Irv Smith, Cole Komet, Hunter Henry, Pat Frymuth, those guys interest me a lot. I'm in on Robert Tunyon this year, Gerald Everett, Noah Fant, Evan Ingram, like there's so many tight ends later. Uh, but at this point, feeling pretty good. We got a lot of options uh, going forward and we're not like locked into, you know, we don't have any glaring weaknesses here. I would like to add more competition at the running back two spot. Uh, but basically, one of my favorite strategies so far this, uh, you know, offseason for drafting my running backs, I love taking, you know, one of the top six running backs, whether that is Taylor, CMC, Eckler, Najee, Henry, or Cook. Those guys have been kind of my staples. If I can get one of those guys, that's great. And then I like to wait because, you know, in the sixth or tenth round, you can get A.J. Dillon. You can get Elijah Mitchell, Clyde Edwards, Damian Harris. Tony Pollard, Cordell Patterson, you can get uh, even Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs, you know, Chase Edmonds, Devin Single. There's so many options there. So that's kind of where I've been pivoting, waiting for my running backs. And then I just kind of pick and choose as I go. And because this is full PPR, I mean, Naheem Hines just went. That would have been a nice snag there. But because this is full PPR, I mean, you got guys like Michael Carter. You got guys like Rashad White, Daryl Henderson, Kenneth Gainwell, J.D. McKissick. I, I even really like Khalil Herbert, Tyrion Davis-Price. There's a lot of guys here that I think can be really useful for us. And again, we're locked into Dalvin Cook. You knock on wood, he'll play 13, 14 games for us minimum. Uh, but then A.J. Dillon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, one of those guys each week will get us at least eight points, and then we'll hope for the touchdown that week. So I, I feel good about that competition there. And again, our wide receivers, we got three top 10 wide receivers, and I got Darnell Mooney. Uh, again, we drafted Darnell Mooney as my wide receiver 28th overall, and we ended up getting, uh, I guess, my 18th ranked wide receiver. So I feel good about that. Uh, but let's recap. After I take Derek Carr, I was interested in Rashad Penny. That one might come back to haunt us. Chris Olave, Sky Moore, Alexander Madison probably would have been a good idea to handcuff. I don't know if that's essential, though. Albert O for the Broncos, Jasicki, Rondell Moore, Naheem Hines. There's Daniel Jones, Jacoby Myers. I like that pick a lot there. There's Tua, Cole Komet, Kenny Galladay, Justin Fields. And then as it's coming around to us, again, we know we're not taking a quarterback. We've been hammering that pretty well here, so we don't need to reach. As far as guys that I like, uh, Tim Patrick speaks out to me. Maybe he can slide past for us. We can get him. Uh, but I'm kind of interested in Michael Carter. He didn't, you know, 
getting Brees Hall does kind of mix things up, but let me just look at the running backs available here. Maybe it makes more sense to grab a wide receiver here, whether it's Christian Watson, Gallup, Nicole Hardman, Jarvis. Jarvis Landry intrigues me a lot. I think he could be the leading guy there for Jameis Winston. What I'm going to do is I'm going to lock in Tim Patrick, who's going to be technically the wide receiver three there. And again, we already have the Sutton and Russell Wilson stack, so I'll grab Cortland Sutton there. What's going on, Fabian, man? Thanks for hanging out with us. We're just doing a, uh, a drafters.com live best ball here. This is a $2.22 contest with first place getting 10K. So hopefully we can uh, craft a team that looks good. So far, I've been I've been creating this Denver Bronco lineup here. Russell Wilson, I got Cortland Sutton, and then I just got Tim Patrick. Maybe we even snag KJ Hamler down there later because if I'm expecting Russell Wilson to approach 40 passing touchdowns, it'd be nice to get some of those guys that are going to be catching them. So uh, we're moving and grooving here, though. Rashad White, uh, we're probably getting some some running backs. Um, so yeah, you can definitely join it if you're not on Drafters.com. Um, let me click and show you. There's a link in the description below. You just got to sign up with drafters.com. I think if you just, if you put in like 10 bucks, you'll get a free $10 back, but it's called the mini NFL best ball championship. They're going to be filling out lineups up to 25,000 total lineups. And it just started today. So there's plenty of time to get into these today, but check out drafters.com. You can get in for leagues as cheap as a dollar 10. So, uh, super cheap leagues. You can even do, you know, bigger leagues too. So check that out. Um, Drop Gronk for Logan Thomas, Rob Tunyon. I'm going to get Cole Komet. Cole Komet's probably got the highest upside of those guys. If I had to rank them, it's Komet, maybe Tunyon, and then I'm not picking up Logan Thomas. We don't trust him. I don't think he's going to be healthy for the start of the year. Um, but we're moving here. We're almost up to pick. You see, after we took Patrick, you got Rashad White, Jarvis Landry, Hardman. There's Pat Frymuth would have been a good pick. Dotson and Isaiah Spiller. So we're looking at some of the running backs going off the board now. If I had to hit at all, okay, Michael Carter, Ronald Jones. I could take Ronald Jones here. Nobody seems to want him. He would be the handcuff to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who's going to be, I guess, the primary rushing guy. Uh, I don't know if I love that or if I feel strongly about that. I got eight seconds to make the pick here. So I think that's going to be the pick. Again, I don't love it, but if he's rushing in touchdowns or if anything happens to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, at least we're getting, you know, if there's a rushing touchdown in Kansas City, I think we're going to get it. So that was just kind of a, a last-minute thought there. So we'll, we'll, we'll snag Ronald Jones and see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, check out drafters.com, man. Uh, again, if you put in, uh, if you sign up with my, my promo code, uh, you get a free $10 for signing up with that promo code. And then all of these leagues, I mean, they got tons of other, you know, other sports as well. They also have daily games. So if you want to play in some MLB lineups, you can do some daily drafts too. Definitely recommend checking out drafters.com. But after we take Ronald Jones, you see uh, there's Jameson Crowder, interesting guy, Zach Wilson, Damian Pierce, uh, Jamal Williams for Detroit. You start, in, uh, that's uh, Jameson Williams, my bad, the wide receiver. And it uh, looks like we got uh, one, we got seven more picks left to make here. So in this draft, there's going to be 20 total rounds. And it looks like we have, um, we need more, we need more tight ends. We need more running backs and receivers for sure. I feel pretty good about our quarterback spot. Uh, but I'm going to start checking some of my favorite guys. I, I want, we're going to draft Kenneth Gainwell, hopefully on the turn. That would be a priority here. We want the pass catching back. I even like J.D. McKissick as the pass catching back. There's Khalil Herbert here and Davis Price, some of my favorite guys to snag here. And I'll tell you what, maybe we even snag Jarek McKinnon. We just gobble up the whole Chiefs backfield because you got Clyde, Ronald Jones, and Jarek McKinnon. And then there's someone's a running back scores a touchdown. We're going to have it covered uh, unless it's uh, <laughs> Derek Gore. Uh, but those are the running backs that I like. Let me click through some of the receivers. Uh, and yeah, one out of 25K. So it's a huge contest. And here's kind of the payout structure. 
Um, so they're going to fill out uh, again. They, the, so far, they've had about 281 drafts or I, I don't know how that works, but 25,000 total entrance. And then first place is going to get 10 K. And I think if you finish in the, in the top, uh, top like 4,000, you'll get about four bucks back. So they do have a nice payout structure there. Check out some of the links. And basically when you just click on a league, it'll give you, it'll give you all the details of what's going on, how many rounds, you know, rosters scoring and whatnot. So um, just, just, you know, check out the info, but yeah, one out of 25 will win uh, 25 K will win the 10,000 prize. And then we're coming on to be almost up here. You see tight ends. So the blue tight ends are starting to come off the board. Noah Fant, Evan Ingram. There's Hunter Henry. Maybe we should look at tight end real quick. I I love Irv Smith. David Njoku is interesting. He's fallen because we just don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Very likely that it's going to be Jacoby Brissett for the full season. I'm in on Robert Tunyon. Again, I like Everett. I even like Hayden Hurst getting a piece of that Cincinnati Bengals offense. And then after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. So we probably want to get at least one of these guys, if not two. Let me double back. So we, we're really strong at wide receiver. CeeDee Lamb, Mike Williams, Sutton, Mooney, and Patrick. We can snag some guys late to end up with maybe seven or eight total receivers. So I think sticking to the running backs and the tight ends, the, the, you know, these coming picks will be interesting. Kenneth Gainwell's my guy. That's the guy I want really bad here. We missed on J.D. McKissick. Um, so hopefully we can rack in uh, Kenneth Gainwell. And uh, we'll see. So the thing about Gronk, though, is I mean, it's rumored that he's going to come back at some point midseason. I'm not willing to invest a, a huge pick in that right now. I'd almost rather just, you know, take these guys that I know are going to be there for the full season. Um, unless unless his ADP comes down so far that it's hard to ignore uh, right now. Uh, he's still on the board. Uh, but I, I would want to take all the guys that I have starred ahead of them just because I know they're going to be there for the full season. So if he's there at the end of the draft, we could add him and see what happens. Uh, but I'm not uh, I'm not uh, not discounting it. So we'll see what happens. But we get Kenneth Gainwell. And I'm excited to talk about Kenneth Gainwell because we're we should be expecting the Eagles to pass the football more this year. And just look at look at what Kenneth Gainwell did the last few games of the season, especially in the playoffs against Tampa Bay. He gets five catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. Week 18 against Dallas, 12 carries, 78 yards, and a touchdown. So two boom games here, and then you see even week 13, 12 for 54 and a touchdown, 5 for 33 as a receiver. So he does have the ability to rack up four or five catches in, in an individual game. And he did finish the season with six total touches. Handful of boom weeks there. I do think the Eagles are going to pass the ball more, so maybe we do see a little bit more of the second-year running back, Kenneth Gainwell. So him as our RB5, I feel really good about that, really strong pick there. and then. Probably got to get Herb Smith here. That's going to be the guy that I want. Herb Smith, there was all the hype out of uh, camp last year that he was going to step up, and uh, now he's ready to go. You know, he missed the whole season last year, but it sounds like he's running with, uh, in full in training camp, and we'll see if he can uh, if he can kind of take over that. Uh, Adam Thielen, I don't know if I trust Adam Thielen. Maybe Herb Smith's the second leading target there when it's all said and done. So I'm going to, I'm going to hopefully get Herb Smith here. Otherwise I'll have to rethink what I'm doing. Uh, and we do get Herb Smith. So Herb Smith as our tight end too, uh, to pair him with Zach Ertz. Um, and yeah, so typically Thursday night has been the ESPN draft night for me, anywhere from usually around seven o'clock central time. We have been doing those. Uh, I've been doing them every third, like we're going to stick to, I think Thursday night about 7 PM, sometimes 7 30 PM central time. So I'm not sure what, um, I'm not sure what time zone you are in, Fabian, but uh, every Thursday night we'll do a live show. 
and uh, I can even send you the link if you want to get in the ESPN lobby and do some mock drafts with us. So uh, you you have me on Twitter. I think we can we can we can chat on there and get synced up for you to get in the league. Uh, after I take Irv Smith, one of my other favorite tight ends go Gerald Everett. I think at this point in the draft, just collecting tight ends uh, makes a lot of sense, and especially in best ball. And again, this is best ball, Fabian, so I don't have to worry about setting my lineup. Basically, the best player is going to score for me automatically. So between Russell Wilson and Derek Carr, whoever scores higher that week, they're going to get entered in my lineup. As far as my running backs go, they're going to fill in my top two scoring running backs, my top three scoring wide receivers, and then my top tight end. And then whatever's left over at the end, my top scoring flex player will score. So best ball leagues, uh, definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I think people love best ball. It's one of the things that kind of blew up this year is everyone's doing best ball drafts, whether it's underdog drafters or any other site out there. But you see the run on tight end, a lot of blue, especially the last couple rounds here, starting with Cole Komet. And I guess if that helps you too, uh, Fabian, because I saw your question was, uh, your question was about Gronk being dropped for Logan Thomas, Rob Tony and Cole Komet. Cole Komet goes up here round 11. Tunyon back here around 14, and uh, Logan Thomas probably won't even get drafted in this. But is Watson a QB1 right now? We should not be drafting Deshaun Watson on our teams this year unless you have, like, this pick. Like, the last pick, round 20, pick 240. Unless you have that pick and he's still there, then you maybe consider it. Uh, but we're as far as my projections go, I have him playing maybe four games this year. So I think that's like a best case scenario. If he can play half the season, anywhere between four and eight games, I think that's best case scenario. And we just really don't know. Uh, and so for me, Deshaun Watson's off my board, uh, not going to be drafting him. But when he does play, if he, if he does get the chance to play, he's going to be a top 10, top 12 quarterback. So I think, yeah, you got to wait and see. I'm curious because he, it does say his ADP is about 152, but I think people are just starting to to wait and see what happens. It's gonna. It sounds like like the the rumor was that it was gonna be this week that we get news on Deshaun Watson before the Fourth of July, um, and then just there's a couple of bit you know news blurbs leaking out this week that they're trying to reach a settlement. So we'll see with Deshaun Watson. I think hopefully pretty soon. But we're approaching our next pick here. You see a lot of receivers are starting to come back off the board. Kendrick Bourne, Van Jefferson, I like that pick. We missed on Khalil Herbert, another guy that I liked here, Tyrion Davis-Price. So it's a good thing we got Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, but as I'm up to pick here, um, looking at my wide receivers now, Marvin Jones. I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm kind of all in on Sammy Watkins for the Packers. And, I mean, at this point, it's round 15. There's essentially no risk, even if he just plays – half the season and he scores a couple games for us you know basically we're just trying to get a guy that can score four or five times so i'm interested in sammy Watkins. we mentioned kj hamler being of interest to us even marvin marvin jones at this point uh does appeal to me a little bit uh, but my guy hayden hurst uh we can we could be done with tight ends potentially if we just take hayden hurst he's kind of the last of the best guys and he is joe burrow's tight end one so uh sometimes when it gets to this point of the draft i like taking more tight ends because like who knows like I could I have a good tight end in Ertz but Irv Smith Hayden Hurst these guys could compete for a flex spot most weeks uh, I think so we're kind of done drafting quarterback and tight end at this point now with uh, four picks it looks like what we got five picks left we're gonna continue to hammer running backs and wide receivers uh, what's going on with Julio Jones I haven't heard any news there's kind of been no news on Julio Jones I, to be honest I think Julio's best spot he should sign with the Indianapolis Colts pair him back up with Matt Ryan I mean 
of course, Michael Pittman Jr. is there, but uh, you got question marks at you know the receiver spots after that, whether it's Alec Pierce, the, the rookie, or Paris Campbell. So I personally would love to see Julio Jones on the Indianapolis Colts, but uh, so far nothing really has come about. So I think there's a list of teams out there that makes sense, uh, but I'm gonna put um, I'm gonna put the Colts there at the top of the list for me. So yeah, no news. And I think once we come, so this is kind of the dead zone training camp start up at the end of July. So I think uh, after the 4th of July weekend, you're probably going to start to see some guys sign uh, with their new teams. So we're on the board here. Let me take a look at the running backs. Sammy Watkins is still there. I'm going to go ahead and collect him. Again, we're just getting one of Aaron Rodgers' targets. Sammy Watkins actually played pretty decently with Lamar Jackson last year. Let me show you some of those numbers. So his game logs here, he did start the year off pretty well, 13.6, 8.4, 10.8, 8.9. So I'm interested, you know, first four games of the year, he had four receptions. And then he did finish strong week 13, four for 39 and a touchdown. So I do think Sammy Watkins is going to be a busy target for Aaron Rodgers. Not too much competition again for the wide receivers. And uh, let me see what we got here. Julio Odell or Michael Thomas. Um, for this season? For this season, I'm not – I mean, Odell Beckham hurt himself in the in the Super Bowl. So usually you want to put yourself eight to nine months out from that. So Odell Beckham's not going to be probably ready to practice until like October. And uh, so that, that one's tough for me. I don't know if we're even going to see Odell Beckham play this year. He might just sit out. Um, so Michael Thomas is probably the guy. If you had to pick one guy for this year, it's probably Michael Thomas. And again, in terms of ADP, I saw Michael Thomas go off here in the sixth round, pick number 66. So Thomas still hasn't practiced with the team with that ankle injury. We haven't seen him for two years, so that does frustrate me. But I do think if I'm taking one of these guys, I want Michael Thomas just because, uh, again, he's the he's he's probably the healthiest of the bunch and, and probably in the best spot to continue where he left off. And, yeah, I still don't know about Julio. Still don't know about Odell, Odell Beckham where they're signing yet. Probably going to bank on Odell Beckham returning to the L.A. Rams. Uh, but anyways, we're moving here, approaching the 17th round. After I took Sammy Watkins, you see Davis Mills. There's Cameron Brait. There's Deshaun Watson. So I th that shows you the value here. I mean, Deshaun Watson going after Davis Mills and Carson Wentz. People are just kind of starting to realize that they, they are out. There's Marvin Jones. Devin Duvernay, that's one of my favorite picks. I've been trying to draft Devin Duvernay a lot more lately towards the end of these things. There's Raheem Mostert. There's Jamal Williams. And now at the, we're at this point now where I want to go back and start clicking on some of the receivers that I like. Uh, what, James Washington intrigues me just because he's one of Dak's uh, top four wide receiver prospects. Paris Campbell, the number two receiver for, for Matt Ryan. I do like the Jaguars guy. Uh, are you going to draft? No, we're not. <laughs> we shouldn't be drafting Calvin Ridley this year. We uh, He's suspended for the full year. I don't even know what's going on, if he's trying to appeal it or anything. But I think we should just be uh, – yeah, nobody should be drafting Calvin Ridley this year. Uh, Mark Ingram, though, I'm interested in Mark Ingram, especially with the Alvin Kamara suspension potentially coming. Uh, it sounded like six games minimum for Alvin Kamara, and Mark Ingram could be the starting running back for the first six weeks. So, I mean, I mean, at this point in the draft, round 17, if I can get six starting weeks from a player, that's a that's a hit. So, Mark Ingram, I still like Jarek McKinnon, who again, McKinnon at the end of last year, look at what he did: three games or the last four games. Uh, getting double-digit carries in three straight games. And then look at the work as a receiver, three, five, six, and three, catching touchdowns, getting a lot of yards, uh, a lot of interesting uh, numbers there from Jarek McKinnon. So I think that's going to be my pick, and then that'll complete the, the chief trifecta of Edwards, Alaire, Jones, and Jarek McKinnon. 
how about on a dynasty league and a dynasty league um in a dynasty league i think if you can if you can you know hold on to calvin ridley for the year i think that's fine um if you're doing dynasty startups this year i'm not sure where he would go but i would imagine you know calvin ridley's what he's probably 26 27 years old so there's still there's still a good value but again yeah he's sitting out the whole season damn it we missed on chris evans that was one of my other favorite running backs there uh, but yeah, there's still value for him. He's going to have more. It's not going to be the same when he comes back, unfortunately, because all of a sudden you have Kyle Pitts. Now you have Drake London and uh, the uncertainty at quarterback, though, that that's probably what scares me the most. So I'm not super excited about Calvin Ridley's future prospects just because one, a lot has changed in Atlanta. So much has changed. They, they don't really have much going offensively. Kyle Pitts and Drake London are going to form a nice duo. But when that uh, when that suspension is over, you're looking at a lot of competition for Calvin Ridley with those guys. So I, I think I'm a little bit nervous. If, if I could, I guess, hold on to Calvin Ridley, try and maybe trade him before next season if you can. Because I think, you know, once he's reinstated and, and he's coming back, I think that's when people will be willing to buy him again in Dynasty Leagues. So we got three more picks left to make. I did secure uh, Jarek McKinnon. So we have the three-headed monster from the Chiefs, Edwards, Alaire, Ronald Jones, and McKinnon. Maybe one of those guys will score for us each week. Uh, we have Kenneth Gainwell, A.J. Dillon, and Dalvin Cook. I need more wide receivers, though. So that's where I'm probably going to focus. But, man, Mark Ingram at this point in the draft is definitely an interesting guy. Um, I kind of want to wait for some of these wide receivers I like down the list here. Again, Randall Cobb shouldn't be going this late. Um, even Jalen Guyton, that's just another piece on the Chargers that interests me. There was someone else, too, that I needed to search because we know what's going on with, with Chris Godwin. Um, so I have been aggressively trying to add Tyler Johnson from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he's probably going to be my last pick of this whole thing. Let me get rid of the name Johnson. Maybe look at running back here again, Mark Ingram is still at the board. He's got an ADP of 210. I don't love, I don't love, love Mark Ingram, but man, at this point of the draft, like what do we have to lose? Uh, he, he did play well in relief last year too. He did have a couple games where he popped off 11, 20, and 15. So I'll add Mark Ingram here. Again, it's more so for the first six games of the year where we don't know if Alvin Kamara is going to be playing. So I'll be done drafting running back there probably. We have two more picks left in this league, uh, pick 225 and 232. So we'll start to line up some of our favorite receivers. And again, I went far down on the list for us. Randall Cobb, man, that's kind of the end game. Randall, people are sleeping on Randall Cobb. Again, I have, I have Sammy Watkins and potentially getting Randall Cobb here. Look at his, you know, this is not a guy you're going to be, ever be comfortable starting in a redraft league, but he did pop off a few games last year. He did catch five touchdowns as well. He had two games with two touchdowns too. So you see 23.9 against Pittsburgh, 16.5 against Arizona, and 17.5 against the LA Rams. So I'm interested here in Randall Cobb. Again, he probably only would have scored a few games for us, but uh, definitely getting interested here with no Devontae Adams. What's going on with Miami backfield? So the Dolphins, uh, I'm, I'm interested in the Dolphins because um, Chase Edmonds was the guy that they paid. And what's interesting about that is like they aggressively went out and got Chase Edmonds. He's going to be the leading in the leading touch man there. So I have him leading the team in rushing attempts, leading the team in, in, in you know, pass catching running back uh, targets. And then after that, you got Sony Michelle, Raheem Mostert. Miles Gaskin could be a camp cut, and then they did sign a fullback here. So these are the five running backs that are going to touch the ball. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in Chase Edmonds in a best ball format, round eight, round nine. He's a good guy to add to your collection, but kind of unsure what to do after that because Sony Michelle, 
played pretty well last year in relief for the Rams. And then Raheem Mostert, we know how he's looked when he's healthy. So he's a guy, I think Sony Michelle or Raheem Mostert, these guys are worth darts at the end of our drafts. And you see Miles Gaskin, the only one left on the board here. Um, so it's interesting. I think, um, let me see where Chase Edmonds went. Uh, the first uh, pick of round nine. And let me see. I think Sony Michelle probably just came off the board. Uh, Sony Michelle here at pick 206. And then where is Raheem Mostert? Pick 190. So people are starting to get excited about that backup spot for Miami. Uh, but I'm still, again, I, the way I've been kind of doing things is I've been taking Chase Edmonds as one of those, you know, late. If, if Chase Edmonds is your third running back, that's a guy that you can potentially flex and, and get some good weeks out of. Is Hunt RB2 or RB3? Um, so for me, let me see, I ended up with Kareem Hunt as kind of a top, I think he's a top 30 back for me, which would put him as a, um, so on paper here, he's my RB 29. I think you can use him as a running back too. If again, if you wanted to pick one running back early, hammer wideouts and a tight end or something, you can always come back to Kareem Hunt and plug him in as your RB two. And again, on a team that's going to potentially have Jacoby Brissett as a starter, they're going to run the ball a lot. And let me just look here. I'm looking for Kareem Hunt. Let's see here. Kareem Hunt. He went 103 overall here, round nine. So, I mean, if he was there, I probably would have thought about it. But Kareem Hunt, round nine, I think that's free money. Again, he's kind of a lock. If he plays the full season, he's a top 30 back for sure. He could end up as a top 24 if the touchdowns roll his way. And then you see Rob Gronkowski go here, uh, round 19. So, I, I'm, I'm interested in Kareem Hunt. Uh, basically, a, Chubb and Hunt are the only Browns that I want to draft probably on my team this year. Maybe Amari Cooper if he falls, but I think right now Amari Cooper is going a little bit high for me. Amari Cooper at the end of the fifth round, that's interesting. That's kind of fair value for him, but again, I like the running backs more there. As we're up to pick here, it is round 19. We need some more players. There's Jalen Guyton. Jalen Guyton had some nice moments last year. Uh, didn't score any touchdowns. He did catch three touchdowns last year, so he might be a guy here. Why don't we go with that? We'll just add uh, the wide receiver four there for the uh, Justin Herbert-led uh, LA Chargers. And uh, now we're just on to our last pick. And again, we'll kind of recap it here. Russell Wilson and Derek Carr are quarterbacks. I feel really good about those guys trading off every week. At running back, we're going to be locked into Dalvin Cook. Uh, hopefully 13, 14 games minimum. And then after that, we'll have a group of A.J. Dillon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Ronald Jones, Kenneth Gainwell, Jarek McKinnon, and Mark Ingram to hopefully – we just need one of those guys to score as our RB2. And then our wide receiver group, which is really strong. C.D. Lamb, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Darnell Mooney. We need three of those guys to score every week, and one can be the flex. And then our bench receivers, Tim Patrick, Sammy Watkins, Jalen Guyton. And then our tight ends, man. I like this group of tight ends. Zach Ertz, Irv Smith, and Hayden Hurst. So uh, we, I think we did pretty well here. I'm going to go to my queue. Again, my last pick, walk-off pick. I kind of like Tyler Johnson, guys. This is a guy here who didn't catch any touchdowns last year, but 36 receptions, 360 yards. He was a guy that kind of filled in a lot after Antonio Brown went on his tirade. And uh, I think this is a guy here who is, is going to be guaranteed the number three receiver spot while Chris Godwin's out. And uh, I'll just kind of make him my walk-off pick, and we ended up with a lot of wide receivers. Last pick. Uh, no, so there's no. That's the nice thing. There's no kickers uh, in the drafters championship. So I'm gonna just kind of zoom in here and uh, just let you guys see the recap of that. So this was a lot of fun. Again, we just recapped it. I ended up with eight total wide receivers. I feel really good about the top four. And then we'll see Tim Patrick, Sammy Watkins, Jalen Guyton, Tyler Johnson. Uh, but I like the passing offenses that we got into. 
don't love the Bears passing offense, but uh, we picked some good offenses to be a part of. And again, I like the tight ends. I like this. This was a fun, fun draft, and that's going to do it for us. This was almost an hour. This was a lot of fun. I'm hoping to do more of these live drafts in the future uh, on Drafters or Underdog. If you want to check out the Underdog one, I did a $5 entry uh, last night in their contest. So check that out. Again, Thursday night, we'll be hanging out doing uh, a live ESPN draft. So if you want to participate that, just hit me up on Twitter. I can send you the link before I go live. Again, that's usually around 7 p.m. Central time. So thank you guys so much for your time. This was a lot of fun. Hope you guys liked it. Check out that drafters uh, promo code below. And uh, thank you guys so much. We'll see you later. Peace. Peace.